KNK Community Access Radio in Carbondale, Colorado, in the United States. This is program number 29 of the Tactile Traveler, empowering blind and low vision people to explore the world and helping our sighted friends see the world in a new way. I'm Nick Eisenberg. When blind people go places, we don't experience things like our sighted friends. We don't see beautiful mountains or romantic sunsets. The goal of this program is to identify and even create experiences that are more meaningful or just more fun for us and our sighted traveling companions. Frequently, as people lose their eyesight, they become more and more isolated. The Tactile Traveler hopes to empower people to not only go literally around the world, but around the block to new adventures in their lives. Blind ranges from people who are visually impaired, and glasses and contact lenses no longer allow them to lead a normal life. To people like me, who are totally blind, to sighted parents who have a blind child, to blind parents who have sighted children, and to blind parents with blind children, and people of all ages, interests, and physical abilities. On today's program, Summer Edition, why Glenwood Springs, Colorado is one of the best tourist destinations in the world for blind travelers. On program 25, we talked about why Glenwood Springs, Colorado is one of the best tourist destinations in the world for blind travelers because of all the experiential things there are to do here and within driving distance. I live here in Glenwood Springs, and they're part of what inspired the program, The Tactile Traveler. There are so many tactile experiences. We talked about Glenwood Springs in the winter on that show. In this story, we're going to talk about Glenwood in the summer. You can do everything in the summer that you can do in the winter, except skiing, snowboarding, cross-country skiing, and snowshoeing. We don't really expect most of our listeners to come to Glenwood Springs, but the tactile experiences that are available here are a good guide of tactile things you might look for wherever you vacation. One of the things that makes Glenwood unique is that it's literally walking distance to this spectacular Glenwood Canyon, a 16-mile-long, very narrow canyon created by the Colorado River, with walls going almost 2,500 feet straight up above the Colorado River. Interstate 70 goes along the north side of the canyon on a series of bridges and tunnels. Right next to the highway and directly below is a 16-mile-long paved hiking and biking trail. Right below the trail is the Colorado River, which is very narrow here. Then railroad tracks in the south wall. Even though you can walk into the canyon, most people drive five minutes to the first exit which goes to the community named No Name. It has rock climbing, 
the Colorado River Resort with, with cabins for rent, camping sites for small campers, and whitewater rafting. It also has a spectacular rest stop. In 2020, there was a devastating forest fire in the canyon that cost $92 million to suppress. The canyon was closed for 11 days during the fire, costing the Colorado economy a million dollars an hour. Then in 2021, massive amounts of dirt, rocks, and both dead and live trees were washed down the sides of the cliffs and the burn scars during heavy rain. Elise Thatcher is the spokesperson for CDOT, the Colorado Department of Transportation, for this part of Colorado. She says they expect more closures this summer during heavy rainstorms. She calls the hiking and biking trail the recreation path. So for the recreation path and I-70, there will likely be safety closures if there is weather in the forecast. So we are reviewing our safety protocol, but it is very likely that for spring and summer 2022, the rest areas and recreation paths will be closed when there's a certain amount of rain in the forecast for the next 24 hours. If there's very high level uh, likelihood of rain in the forecast, then the roadway will close as a precaution. And if there is any sort of debris flow or flood that comes down onto the roadway, there will be a safety closure in place of the roadway, the rest areas, and the recreation path. The canyon is home to the Hanging Lake Trail, which until a couple of years ago was the most popular hiking trail in Colorado. So popular that the hikers were damaging the areas around the trail. So the White River National Forest has limited the number of people allowed on the trail in a, in a day. So you need a permit and bus ride to the trailhead. Go to visitglenwood.com for more information. It's pretty steep. A thousand foot vertical rise in 1.2 miles. The trail itself wasn't damaged by the forest fire, but it was damaged from rain on the burn scar. White River National Forest spokesman David Boyd. The Hanging Lake Trail is currently closed until we can repair it due to the debris flows that happened in 2021 to get damaged. Our hope is to have primitive trail open sometime this summer. That means, you know, we might have some stream crossings and trails over debris flow and that kind of thing. In the meantime, we're working on a longer-term trail that will probably take several years to get completed. When you get to Hanging Lake, you turn right onto a boardwalk. If instead you continue to walk up the hill for a few minutes, you reach Spouting Rock which is a very tactile experience. It's a small waterfall that you can walk under and feel the spray. All of the rest stops in the canyon serve both the highway and the hiking biking trail. They also have picnic tables and restrooms. Those restrooms are really unique and have something for us to keep in mind. 
they have solar-powered waste systems which won't work correctly if they have too much estrogen in them. So they rotate, which is the women's and men's restrooms, from time to time. So if you've used the restrooms in the past, or even in a different restroom, the restroom you're looking for might not be where it was the last time you used it. So double check before entering. The canyon's also known for its whitewater rafting and kayaking. My former next-door neighbor, Patrick Drake, co-owns Blue Sky Rafting and Glenwood Canyon Rafting, two of several rafting companies in Glenwood. He says Glenwood is a hub for great whitewater. There's, there's absolutely wonderful rafting in Glenwood Springs, but even within you know, a hundred mile radius of Glenwood Springs. When you look at Gore Canyon and getting into the Arkansas and obviously Roaring Fork through the Glenwood Canyon, just the variety is spectacular for kayaking, for play boating, for rafting. Really, it's, it's pretty spectacular. We're very fortunate. Tim Cashel is typical of many people in Glenwood Springs. He's a ski instructor in Aspen in the winter and a rafting guide for blue sky rafting in the summer. Even though he's been a guide in the canyon for 15 years, he's still amazed by it. Class 3-4 rapid section, which rapids are typically rated in a 1 to 5 scale. Class 1 being absolutely flat water nothing. Class 5 being raging torrent typically has a very high consequence and possibility of death, so not as frequently rafted commercially, but the, the Glenwood Canyon has a solid class three at high water class four section that is not only really good white water, but also a spectacular viewing. The, the canyon walls and the natural ambiance of this, this canyon is pretty unbelievable. Very, very rare from what I've seen in the world. After you leave the canyon, the excitement doesn't have to stop. You have an option with your rafter kayak to go through a water feature called the Glenwood Wave Park. It's just a freestanding wave, which is basically circulating like wave that's curling back onto itself that was designed by just water engineers that wanted to, to bring a feature to Glenwood that was unique and was originally brought for kayakers has now kind of enticed a lot of surfers and bodyboarders and stand-up paddleboarders and even the occasional rafters that try to surf in the wave as well. There is parking for people who want to go through the wave park over and over again. Eric Weinmeyer is not only the first blind person to climb Mount Everest, along with a blind friend, they were the first blind people to kayak the Grand Canyon. He told us that the wave is definitely safe for experienced blind kayakers. It's actually very friendly. You surf the wave, and it spits you out, and then you can do it again. Note, Aspen rafting companies may charge more to go through the same whitewater as Glenwood rafting companies. So double-check what you'll be paying for. The Glenwood Canyon Trail is only one of many biking and mountain biking trails in the Glenwood area. Glenwood resident Jeannie Golay has won so many bicycle races, the city has named one of its biking trails after her. It's the Jeannie Golay Trail. 
I think it should have been named Gole Heights. I was the alternate for the 88 Seoul Olympics, so I was named to the team as an alternate. I did not travel to the Games, and I did compete in 92 in Barcelona and 1996 in Atlanta. Okay. I have nine national titles in road events, road race, individual time trial, and team time trial. I'm a nine-time, nine-time national champion. Jeannie says... The Glenwood area has a huge variety of biking trails. The road cycling is fantastic. Right out the door, there are safe separated paved paths to go south towards Aspen. You could ride on the Rio Grande Trail all the way to Aspen without riding on an open road. And to the east from Glenwood, you can ride on a safe separated path through Glenwood Canyon all the way to Dot Cerro and then ride on surface roads that are low-speed, low-traveled roads. To the west, uh, if you drive west through South Canyon, there's extensive road riding in western Garfield County um, around Harvey Gap Reservoir and Rifle Gap Reservoir and the Interstate Frontage Road. So there's a, a lot of variety for road riding. Ginny says Glenwood also has lots of challenging mountain biking trails. Limited right here in town. Everything, most, a lot of the riding starts pretty severe climb, about a thousand foot vertical climbing to get up out of the valley floor. But we have some shorter rides that are pretty fun. Good variety. Unfortunately, the closest bike shop, the Glenwood Springs, that rents tandem bikes is 90 miles away in Grand Junction. A new business that opened up as we were putting the story together in Carbondale, home of KDNK Community Access Radio, is even better. It's the Roaring Fork Gear Library. Well, we run entirely on donations. People donate their used outdoor gear, outdoor equipment, and we rent that out to the community for free. The, the model of a public library and instead of book, checking out books, you check out outdoor gear, such as bikes, um, paddleboards, skis, snowshoes, any outdoor gear. That's Kyle Watts, manager and volunteer coordinator of the Roaring Fork Gear Library. And he mentioned he had a tandem bike. He would be willing to donate to us sometime this week. Um, that will be available sometime by the end of the week. So be sure to let him know that you're blind when making reservations. Call the Roaring Fork Gear Library at 970-319-7157. That's 970-319-7157. Or go to their webpage, thelibraryofeverything.com. If you're interested in geology, geography, earth science, biology, or forestry. You'll be able to study how the forest fire started right next to the highway, burned up the Glenwood Canyon wall, and then was eroded by rain in the burn scars, washing sections of the cliffs down into the valley. If you're going through the Glenwood Canyon by train, make sure you're on the north side of your train car when going through the canyon. Otherwise, instead of breathtaking views, all you'll see is canyon walls right next to the train. Go, girl, go! Girl power is the strongest power in the universe! If you're looking for a sport where the sky's the limit, how about paragliding? Paraglider is, is something that looks a little bit like a parachute. 
It's just a lot bigger. It's non-porous. It's got a glide ratio. So we can actually take off and go up from where we start. Pine Pinar is owner of Glenwood Paragliding Adventures. No, no. So you strap to the instructor. They give you a little bit of instruction, maybe two or three minutes worth of instruction, tell you what you need to do. It involves a little bit of running, so you've got to be able to run. Depending on the wind conditions, take about five to ten steps in the wind. Just grabs the glider and just takes us off and off we go. Pine said they are experienced with blind paragliders. We have. We've taken blind people. We've taken people in wheelchairs. Uh, we've taken from two-year-olds to 92-year-olds. If you just want to feel like you're flying, try the Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park with additional seasonal rides like the giant swing that goes 1,300 feet over the Glenwood Canyon, plus a zip line and the highest roller coaster above sea level, plus all the other attractions listed on program number 25. If you're a history buff, take I-25 20 miles west to the Silt Historical Park. The Silt Historical Park is a collection of old buildings that we've gathered in the past 35 years from throughout the area and kind of assembled them in somewhat of a little village or town depicting the early 1900s, uh, candle making, and, you know, we have a little school, we have a blacksmith shop, and learn about what life was like for the early settlers here. That's Chris Klassen, vice president of the Silt Historical Park. Chris says blind visitors are allowed to touch things they can't see. Some of the real delicate stuff, you know, perhaps... You'd have to wear gloves, but for the most part, but a lot of our stuff is farm equipment that can be touched real easily, and you don't have to wear gloves or worry about how, how delicate they are. There's no admission charge, but they do accept donations. 41 miles southeast of Glenwood is Aspen, one of the most famous resorts in the world. Aspen has Challenge Aspen a year-round program for people with all kinds of disabilities. There's so much to do in Aspen, you should search it separately on the Internet. If you continue through Aspen on Highway 82, you'll soon be on Independence Pass. On the way up the pass, you'll reach the world's first Braille trail. It has a clothesline-type rope, that guide you around the trail, which is a loop, with braille and printed signs explaining about every part of the trail. The same parking lot serves a wheelchair-accessible trail. Continue over the pass, and you'll reach the trailhead for Mount Albert. Mount Albert is Colorado's highest mountain. It's at an elevation of 14,426. The elevation actually changed from 14,433 on the USGS website on July 15th of 2019. That's 4,497 meters above sea level. Loretta McElhenney is the program manager for Colorado's 14ers. That's the state's 54 mountains above 14,000 feet. Mount Albert's not only the highest mountain in Colorado, it's the second highest mountain in the lower 48 continuous states in the United States. 
The highest is Mount Whitney in California, which is only 76 feet higher. Loretta says the southbound Mount Albert Trail is a Class 1 trail, which is a hike with no technical climbing, with the last 2,500 vertical feet above the timber line. She recommends starting down by noon so you won't be caught in one of Mount Albert's frequent afternoon thunderstorms. It doesn't rain every day on Mount Albert, but you sure don't want to be up above tree line in a thunderstorm. And so afternoon thunderstorms are common, but it's, it's not an everyday thing. I would definitely plan on a thunderstorm moving in and have your rain gear with you and get off that summit by noon. Loretta says, be sure to walk just in the middle of the trail when you're above the timber line. Just five footsteps on a fragile plant next to the trail will kill it. One thing that you haven't asked is about human waste. Human waste in the Alpine is, is of course, a concern. Liquid human waste contains really high concentrations of salts, and, and it attracts those salt-loving alpine animals. Um, they'll actually eat the vegetation and dig around the area, again, causing vegetation and soil loss. So if you have to urinate, it's really important that you urinate like into a rock pile where there is no vegetation. And then also in the alpine, there isn't the bacteria necessary to break down uh, solid human waste. And so it's, it's important that we take our waste out with us and that of our dogs, if our dogs are, are our companions on the hike. And human waste disposal bags are commonly available at most outdoor stores. Great fishing is available almost everywhere in the Glenwood area, with a handicap wheelchair-accessible fishing pier in Veltus Park and gold metal water in parts of the Roaring Fork River, which goes from Aspen to Glenwood, and in the Frying Pan River below the Rudai Reservoir, which is 15 miles east of Basalt, Colorado, which is about 23 miles from Glenwood Springs on Highway 82, which is the road to Aspen in Independence Pass. There are both public and private campgrounds all over the area. Some need reservations, and some are first-come, first-served. Search online for details. There also are horseback tours through the Glenwood Adventure Company. Glenwood Springs can get into the 90s in the daytime. It's usually pleasantly cool in the evening and can get cold driving through the mountains any time of year. So make sure you have some warm coats and clothing with you whenever you're in the mountains. There are so many experiential things to do, like the year-round hot springs, vapor caves, and vaudeville. You need to go to the Tactile Traveler Program number 25 to learn about all of them. Hava Dean, Mary Clement, Carrie Thompson, Alex Cartwright, Pat Conroe, Chris Suckash, and Ann Hopkinson help with this story. You're listening to The Tactile Traveler, empowering blind and low-vision people to explore the world 
and helping our sighted friends see the world in a new way. I'm Nick Eisenberg. It's my talking scale, reminding us that we'd like you to weigh in on how we're doing. Please let us know by sending an email to the tactile traveler at gmail.com. We spell traveler the American way with one L. We'd also like to hear your story ideas from all over the world. Send us an email with story ideas in the subject line to the tactile traveler at gmail.com. If you'd like to help underwrite this program, please send us an email with underwriting in the subject line to the tactile traveler at gmail.com. Transcripts of this program are available for our deaf listeners by searching the tactile traveler in any search engine. This program is also being broadcast on the Audio Information Network of Colorado and in additional states. It's also available by typing the Tactile Traveler into any search engine and available wherever you get podcasts and by asking your smart speaker to play the podcast, The Tactile Traveler. We'd like to thank the following people and organizations that help make today's program possible. Be My Eyes Microsoft Accessibility Tech Support, Apple Accessibility Tech Support, Leslie Steffens, Lorraine Hutchinson, Debbie O'Leary, Sarah Williams, Sophia Williams, and Raleigh Burley. This has been the Tactile Traveler, empowering blinds and low vision people to explore the world and helping our sighted friends see the world in a new way. This has been a production of KDNK Community Access Radio, Carbondale, Colorado. Mm-hmm.